I was sad about leaving Grizz Lake, but also, it's great to be back. Home sweet home, dude. It's one of those bittersweet things, you know? What is something that's actually bittersweet? Is that a she's bittersweet? Is that a Is that a real flavor profile? Yeah. What is it? <laughs> what's a what's something that's bittersweet? You're googling it? No. <laughs> you sound it you seem to be. Twenty fruits that are bittersweet. Cranberries. Great example. Cranberries is a great example. <laughs> I totally get it. What's another one? Um, let's see. Number one is literally bittersweet oranges, which is just type of, that's, a terrible yeah. example. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just then anything you know bittersweet peanuts. Oh, the twenty types of bitter fruit fruit. <laughs> Bitter fruit, fruit. Holy cow! You know, it's all, it's all, it, bittersweet it's, fruit, it, and it, it's literally just bittersweet of all of them. <laughs> bittersweet orange, bittersweet strawberry, bittersweet blueberries, blackberries. Another bitter uh, pomegranate. I don't know if you know what pomegranate tastes like. Yeah, none of these are hitting like cranberries did. I need another cranberries to come up on the list. Green grapes. So it, it's a Granny Smith apple. Okay. Okay. I don't like apples. I'm not an apple guy. I think you don't have the right kind of apples. There are good apples. My throat itch. <laughs> yeah, honey, I'm starting to feel a little uncomfortable. This conversation is starting to feel a little uncomfortable. Um, you want to do your three your countdown sync? We don't have to, right? Have you run a dragon still... fruit? Yes, I have. Oh, yeah. Tommy. Jack. <laughs> Tommy. Jack. Tommy. Wait, wait. Before we do that. Sure. Let's leave a gap. Shh. You ever had a passion fruit? Yeah, it also just sounds... I mean, that brought me to a flashback to, like, bullies on the soccer field growing up. Because you were a a fruit? A passion fruit? You ever had a passion, comma, fruit? That's what the coaches would say to me. (laughs) I like that. That's pretty good. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Have you ever had a cum (laughs) quad? That's a great follow-up. <laughs> um, <coughs> have you, though? No, I don't think so. No cum quads for no. you? No. I've never had a cum comma quad. <laughs> what a weird way to phrase that. <laughs> I've never had a cum. <laughs> You've never ejaculated? <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. I've never had a cum before. It's a really weird way to phrase it. <laughs> sure is. Oh, hey, by the way, cheers. No ice clinking, no. Cheers. Justin, make that the intro. Hello, everybody, and welcome in to the Let's Talk Fantasy Football Podcast. I am back in the sunny state of California. TJ Lett here with your co-host, J.R. Lett. We are sitting at his apartment in the Enclave, very, very prestigious apartment complex in the Orange County area. Jack, what a pleasure it is to be back here with you today. How are you? Tommy, it's great to see you, and thank you for the shout-out to the Enclave. Particularly, I did want to call out, 
he's not lying. It's extremely prestigious. Um, very high class, very high end. Two pools. Um, I don't know. The list goes on. It so. actually is crazy that you guys have two pools. Two pools. Two pools. So, you know, we're doing okay. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, life's good out here. Great to have Tommy back. Boy, oh, boy, an exciting week. I'm no longer winless. We'll get into that. Um, Big but, yeah, for, for all you listeners out there, glasses up. You hear that? That's the swirly durly. That's the swirly durly. His, his whiskey. Of, of whiskey on the clean. Cheers to you, wherever you're listening, whether you're in the car, at home, at work. Drink up, have some fun, live a little. Cheers. I think what Jack meant was neat. Whiskey neat, not whiskey clean. Whiskey on the clean. What did I say? Jack, will you tell the listeners what I'm eating right now? Yes, not sponsored. Tommy is eating Brazi Bites. They are Brazilian cheese bites. That are gluten-free, made with a tapioca flour, gluten-free. I recently was diagnosed with celiac disease. Um, Jack, for those that don't know, what is celiac disease? It's a great question, Tommy. Um, I don't want to go into it too much because it's extremely personal and extremely private. Um, I feel terrible for asking. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry. Totally appropriate. Um, Yeah, no, it's, I can't eat bread it's it's okay it's and it's very mild i shouldn't say it's okay there's people who have celiac disease where it's like if they eat gluten they'll like you know they could die it's that severe you know like a peanut allergy but i don't think it's real. oh well it is (laughs) it's real i mean to your point you know it's one of the less real diseases. I think we can all agree. Totally kidding. Totally but kidding. No, no. It's mine. Is mine is extremely mild. Um, so <laughs> I, mean, I, I cheat yeah. frequently, but I am trying to to be gluten free. So to all you gluten free eaters out there, uh, I know there's a lot of you guys in the chats every week. What's your guys' diet? What's your guys' diet? Tom is Tommy keto. Is Tommy paleo? You know, Jack looks like he eats a lot of sugar. I. <laughs> I'm gluten-free, so I have gained a little bit of weight, um, but overall I'm healthier, okay? And I don't want the comments about my body to continue, and I just wanted to call that out directly, so I'll leave it at that. Tommy, anything to say before we get into the matchups? I think, boy, I'm just, I'm giddy to get into it, and I even more so, I'm giddy to talk about this upcoming week's matchups, because I am in... One for the ages. I mean, this is going to be an insane matchup between Justin and me. Got anything you want to talk about? Get off your chest? Not really. One, just good for you for standing up for yourself. Um, really good stuff. I Thank think you. It's a good example for the young men out there that, especially the white men, you know. Thank you. Thank you. So, good for you. Thank you. Um, no, nothing really. I'm really excited to get into this podcast. Uh, I think we should start off with all the trades that have been going on. There's been one main person involved in most of the trades that we'll talk about this week, maybe all of them. However, uh, yeah, I just wanted to I wanted to get into that real quick. So you've been trading like a madman. I mean, let's not beat around the bush. It's you. You're the culprit. Since we last recorded, you've made three trades. You traded Scott with Scott. He gave you Mark Ingram 
and Sterling Shepard, and you gave him Tony Pollard and Zach Pascal. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay. The following day, you made a trade with me. You traded me, Sterling Shepard, who you just acquired from Scott. So, a bit of a trade piece for you there. I'm going to stop you there before you continue, because I knew this is exactly where the conversation was going to lead. I want to get this out on the table. We, in my locker room, we're about people. We're about culture. We're about players and about togetherness. And I hate the characterization that Sterling Shepard was used as a trade piece, as you just characterized it. I, I resent that. I detest that. The fact of the matter is, we brought Sterling in. We were excited about his talent. We saw a lot of points, potential. It wasn't the right fit. And I'm going to leave it at that. And yes, we did We did, We did. did move on and, and put him in the trade that you're about to talk about. But I, I resent the notion that he was used as a quote-unquote trade piece. We're a people-first organization here, and it wasn't the right fit, but we respect him and his family very much. You traded away half your team this week. Does that help with the locker room camaraderie? Listen, there's a lot of locker rooms around there that are business first, family second. We're a locker room that's family first, business second. And we will always choose family over business. So I resent this characterization that we've traded away half our team. Did we make a few moves for the betterment of the team? Sure. But that was, you know, so what did George for business. Kittle, what did George Kittle do to deserve... No, I, I'll cut the BS. I was one in three, and I just, I need to win now. And I felt, I felt like it was time. I felt like it was time to just make some moves. Honestly, not wise, probably. They say not to make emotional moves in fantasy. I think a couple of them were a little emotional, but I don't regret it. I stand by the trades, and I'm really excited with the guys I have now. Marvin Jones and Cortland Sutton I got from Anna for George Kittle. Those are two wide receivers that I'm going to start this week, and I hope it pays off. We'll see. Time will tell. The numbers will tell. Reality is I'm usually wrong, so probably won't work out, but we'll see. I think your trade with Anna was the biggest one of the three, just from the sense of like you're trading away your third-round draft pick. Absolutely, yeah. That was the you're, biggest trade. You're yeah. cutting bait. That was blockbuster. You're cutting bait, and you're, you're moving on. You picked up Dawson Knox, and... You don't need George Kittle anymore. You're 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 firmly on the Dawson Knox train, hoping that takes you somewhere good. Can I admit something? And I don't want to admit this because I haven't had a follow up conversation with Louie. So for all I know, I mean, my guess is this was his plan. He texted me saying, "Who are you gonna?" Who are you going to give up, or or who are you going to try to get for Kittle now that you have Dawson Knox? Was what Louis texted me. And that's not smart. <laughs> that's some psychological warfare right there, <laughs> right? That's some serious psychological warfare. And I was already thinking about it um, because Dawson Knox has had such a couple games, and I was already thinking about it honestly, just because George Kittle is not a central piece of that Niners offense and it's just that Niners offense is so unpredictable and you know right now other right now Steve Samuel or bust right other reasons but the point is yeah so Louis Louis once Louis said that I did I I mean I offered a lot of Kittle out in a a lot of trades I think I, I made one to to a handful of people I don't know exactly who dad right I, I yeah I think so I think Dan I think 
I might have made one to Drew. I'm not sure. Um, but I I feel good about it. I really like Marvin Jones. He's been such a reliable fantasy option for years. With I know he's on a new team, but he DJ just hasn't skipped a beat. With DJ Chark out, I do like I think the potential is there for Marvin Jones to have a really good stretch. Yeah, games. I think he's a wide receiver too. Rest of season, like obviously pending a lot, but yeah, like yeah, I definitely give you top thirty six. Maybe not top twenty four, but yeah, top thirty six for sure. Yeah. Um, and I'm at the point, uh, and we should get into the matchups and stop talking about my, you know, the yeah, trades. We're being, we're being a little self-indulgent here, but yeah. it's good content. It's good content. I mean, these are trades, baby. It's that the blockbuster trade. It's the most exciting thing that happened this week. The Kittle Listen, trade must somebody, have shaken the league up. If I mean, somebody else wants to make a trade, we will talk about it on the podcast. Oh, we sure will. Um, unless it's doesn't unless, involve, unless it doesn't involve it. me or Tom. Yeah, if we're um, not involved in the trade, what's the point in talking about yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Um, I absolutely lost my train of thought, which is for the best. Yeah. So why don't you move on? Yeah. Um, just a lot of movement. You literally replaced half your roster. Like five Like five of your players are gone that you started with on the week. And they've turned into Marvin Jones, Cortland Sutton, Will Fuller, James Conner, and Mark Ingram. And you sent away Tony Pollard, Zach Paschal, Kenneth Gainwell, Jacoby Myers, and George Kittle. That doesn't feel good <laughs> in a package. Sure. <laughs> but that's not how it went down. You know, you got to have the context of the individual like, you're, you're, you're As I said that out loud, you didn't like the players you gave away versus yeah. the players you got. Right. I wouldn't trade away those five for those five. <laughs> feels like you might have made some mistakes. <laughs> I'm not sure how else to say this, but that's the end result. <laughs> Each of them felt good individually. That's great. I hope you can understand yeah. that. <laughs> no, I definitely can. I think the reason you don't feel good about it is the fact that one of the players you got was Mark Ingram, which you, will, <laughs> which you willingly did. That was the only like one where I was like, I mean, you know my thoughts on Mark Ingram. Sure. Anyway, let's get into the matchups. Yeah? It's matchup time. It's matchup time. It's time to get into the matchups. It's matchup time. It's matchups time. It's time to go to work. Four weeks into the season, Jack, which... Would have been exactly one quarter of the season last year. It is now simply four seventeenths of this season. Um, with an extra week this year in the NFL, the fantasy football season lasts one more week as well. So playoffs this year will be weeks 15, 16, and 17, whereas they used to be 14, 15, 16, because there is a week 18 now. So someone's going to forget that and be pissed. Now I have to say roughly a quarter of the way through the season, the standings... Listen, our league is always so nicely spread out. There are, every once in a while, like Louis last year got off to a really hot start and was however many and O. Oh and but look at this. There's through four weeks. There's no undefeated teams. We have four teams that are three and one. We have four teams that are two and two, and we have four teams that are one and three. That's great. It's great. It's great. We'll see if that trend continues. Time will tell. Yeah. Um, me. Or sorry, Sarge, me, Dad, and Louie are the three and one teams. Then it's Kyle, Drew, Scott, and Anna is two and two. Dan, Justin, Greg, and Jack round out the bottom at one and three. Jack, let's start with Mr. First Place, even though he lost this week. Uh, Kyle took down Sarge in a big way. 
Kyle had one of the most explosive weeks of the year so far. 17,332 to 11,916. And I do want to point out Kyle's team name, Henry on Henry Crime, which, I don't know, it's like show a little class. You're, it's Henry's literally an infant. Tommy, I, I appreciate and you bringing... So appreciate- it's a 33-year-old... 30, sorry, 30, 33-year-old. Is he 33? Or is Kyle 32? How old's Anna? They're both... They're both... <laughs> Yeah, eight. they're both eighty to me. Let me just put it that. <laughs> Anna just turned thirty-three. Kyle's gonna be turning thirty-four. Anyway, they're both eighty. The point is, I am glad you brought this up. He's talking and, about an infant, and I feel I, I feel like I need to make a make a statement because there has been chatter on the forums that I incited this because I did jokingly. I should have made clear at the time. I did, you know, have a little banter with Henry during my matchup with Peter. But, Tommy, and I would love your support in confirming this. I don't think I ever joked about any sort of a crime against Henry. I mean, my word. I, I mean, to your point, he's a, he's a baby. He's an infant. I mean, I, I, you know, like pushing his buttons a little bit and joking about his dad. And, you know, I think maybe I made a few jokes about maybe a fight between Peter and his own son. But what happens between their family is their family's business. I mean, my word, I would never commit a crime on a on an infant. So Committing I, I, a crime on a six month old. I completely agree. And I don't is there something we can do or is I don't know. We I mean let's talk af, let's talk Suspension? after the show. Let's talk after the show about some sort of ramification, but I mean something has to happen because I I I mean I'm just I was disgusted when I saw that. Disgusted. And I don't say, I don't use that word lightly. No, I can tell on your face that you yeah. are you're incensed right now. Yeah. Um Anyway, Kyle had a great performance this week. Jack. Tyreek the Freak, dude. If Corderell Patterson... Tyreek the Freak and Corderell Patterson, next question. Next question. Because the dude got 17,000 points, and look at his bottom five players. 30 points from Miles Gaskin, 560 from Tyler Higbee, 750 from Henry Ruggs, 200 from Daniel Carlson, 500 from Tennessee. I mean, garbage. Garbage. Yeah. But the dude got 8,000 from two people. So, you know, you're... Okay, next question. Right. Next week, suit right. up. Yeah, what What an insane top half. And I'm not... I mean, and, and I'm disrespecting Terry McLaurin and Austin Eckler. Right. I mean, Who those was, guys put in 27 and 2,800 respectively. It was a great week for Kyle's team. But also, well, yeah. Because you're not worried about Tyler Higby. Are you worried about Miles Gaskin? Very. Very. Kyle has a Miles Gaskin problem. <laughs> Kyle has an extreme Miles Gaskin. He got two touches. He got two touches the whole game. Wow. Wasn't targeted in the receiving game. Malcolm Brown it's, got eight carries. It's a mess in Salvin, Miami right now. Salvin Ahmed got three carries. It's a mess. Wow. That is a big Miles Gaskin. The problem. good news for Kyle is that Josh Jacobs came back, and while it wasn't a inspiring performance he did put up 820 which is a fine running back two performance um i mean i think kyle has to sit gaskin until further notice um but the, the big thing here for kyle is is Cordero patterson a free agent pickup who is currently the wide receiver three on the season and also the running back two i mean this on the season can this keep up no Obvi- i mean my question of that is obviously but like 
to what extent will it not? I mean, he's going to be... He's just, you know... Cordero Patterson is a start every week. Right. I mean, you think he'll end the year as a wide receiver one? No. Wide receiver two? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I he's, think, it's, he's guaranteed. I think got... it's essentially guaranteed he's a wide receiver, at least a wide receiver Unless three. he falls off a cliff. Even if he gets injured, he'll be like a wide receiver four in right. the season. Like, he just... He's already got so many points. I mean, 3,500, three touchdowns. He, you know what? You know what's the craziest part? Is he got he... outscored by Tyreek Hill by, <laughs> by 700 points. Yeah. That is the craziest part. He only played in like 20 of the 70 offensive snaps for the Falcons. Wow. He was in, it might have been like a little over 20. See, that's why it's like... It was less. It was less than a third of their offensive snaps that he played in. That's got to make you think it really can't keep up, right? But either way, it's going to be a great pickup for Kyle and a dependable starter. Like Kyle's two and two now. He's the highest scoring team in the league. So. Okay. And do you think he has the roster to back that up? With the way Cordero Patterson is playing, absolutely. He's got two He's of got... the most explosive wide receivers in the league, in Tyree Kill and Terry McLaurin. They've both been inconsistent so far. But all wide receivers are inconsistent. Austin Eckler looks awesome. I mean, he's getting the touches. He looks really good. He had the hamstring injury preseason. That doesn't seem to be bothering him at all. And Matthew Stafford's going to be good all year. I don't love his bench, I'll say that, just to try to poke holes, because I like yeah, Miles' team a lot. if we're going to nitpick, for sure. Um, Osborne from Minnesota, meh. Hardman from KC, meh. Dalton he, Schultz. He has a bit of a, like, his his flex, his starting flex position is still a huge question mark. Like, he played Henry Ruggs, 750, is fine. It's nothing special. Like you said, he already dropped to Sean Jackson. He's not reliable. He's hanging on to Osborne, who's been fine, but, you know, you can't All trust right. him. You can't trust Hardman. Well, just to close the loop, to be really clear, we absolutely condemn any crime on Henry, um, and moving forward will not allow infant crime to be used in the names of teams in our league. I mean, I wish, I, I can't even believe I just had to say that out loud, but moving forward, you're not allowed to talk about crime against an infant in your team name. Can't believe I had to say that, but Tommy, I don't mean to be too harsh or straightforward. I hope you can agree. Definitely, definitely agree. Thanks for closing that loop for us. What do you think about Pete's team? He sits at 3-1. He's in first place. I mean, he's got a good team. Let me just start there. He's got a good team. I I don't think he has the best team in the league. I mean, I think I think I think I'd take Kyle's team over his in a heartbeat. In a oh, wow. Right now in a heartbeat. That was fast, okay? Pete, I said I think, you said in a heartbeat. Yeah. So, I have faith in Peter's team. Pete tell me why tell me why in a heartbeat, man. Give me give me the deets on that. He's got an Allen Robinson problem. Oh, He's man. got a huge Allen Robinson problem. And he doesn't have a dependable uh, flex option right now. Now, here's the thing about Pete's team. He's Aaron Jones is amazing. Also very up and down. But the combination of Aaron Jones and Daryl Henderson, with the way Daryl Henderson's been looking, he's got one of the best one-two Running back combinations so far. I hope Daryl Henderson Henderson can stay healthy. Yeah, me too. And you got to think Calvin Ridley will start getting some of those Cordero Patterson touchdowns. 
I think he's on, I think Cordero's on pace for like twenty three touchdowns. So you you'd have to assume you gotta think there'll be a regression to the mean there. Obviously, you're gonna keep playing him. And Deontay Johnson has done surprisingly well in a in an abysmal Pittsburgh Steelers offense. Yeah, he's a target hog. In the three games he's played, ten targets, twelve targets, thirteen targets. He's he's easily and by far Ben's favorite wide receiver target. Juju fell off a cliff, huh? Yeah. I, th- I mean, no, I think it's Ben. I think it's Ben more than Juju. I think Deontay so, Johnson's a lot better than Juju. Uh, that it's just a talent thing. Like why? Like because Juju was Ben's guy. Wasn't it just last year? Yeah, but that's that was Deontay Johnson's breakout year. Was last year? Yeah. So he kind of rose to the rose to the top there. Noah Fant's been uh, a, a bit back and forth, but this was his best week of the year. With yeah, and, and he got ten targets, which is really promising. He had the bad week three of two fifty, um, but they absolutely obliterated the Jets and didn't have to throw much. And outside of that, you're happy with. Every single one of his weeks. Yeah. I mean, you're happy he's with a, He's a tight end you can start every week. Yeah. I love some booms and busts. Really? Tom Brady disappointed. Um, not yeah. that Sarge, you know, was close to Kyle this week. He got ended up with just under 12,000, which is respectable, but Tom Brady only put up 1,100. Um, no passing touchdowns. That's pretty... Uh, not good enough, but a lot of players were just mediocre. Shout out to Deontay Johnson and Matt Prater for Sarge's two highest-scoring performances of the week. Yeah. I was a little... Uh, when, I, when I said in a heartbeat, I was a little quick there. But I do stand by that I would rather have Kyle's team currently, and Cordero Patterson's a big part of that, but how how explosive both Hill and McLaurin are right now is a, is a big reason for that, too. Um, but the it's, it's the disappointment of Allen Robinson. I don't know... I don't know if that's going to get better. I don't know how much better that's going to get. I mean, I've been... I know we're all Bears fans and we're all miserable, but I, I've been really the most pessimistic of all of us. I I, I didn't touch Allen Robinson with a 10-foot pole going into this into the yeah. draft this year. The Bears offense is just... Uh, the, the sad the, thing to say is Allen Robinson would be worlds better, I think, with Andy Dalton as QB. I mean, yeah. First game, first week, he got 11 targets, so... Um, not that I mean, those turned into anything. Either but. way, yeah, I just you're right. I think Sarge does have an Allen Robinson problem, and it's a bigger problem. It's a big problem because you're like, well, I'm not going to not play Allen Robinson, yeah. but maybe you, sometimes you shouldn't. But you're gonna, right? But it's like well, the, the problem right now is that his wide receiver depth is not good. Um, Jamison Crowder. He came back and had a good week. Uh, he definitely he, he replaced Braxton Berrios, nine targets, um, and a touchdown. You you do like that. that's that's really encouraging from Jamison Crowder. Um, I think he probably wants more from him before uh, not, he before not, he chooses to start him over Allen Robinson. Sure. Yes. Fair. <laughs> right. I'm just I'm just saying there's no one Fair. on his bench right now. That totally. You, you'd be like start him over Allen Robinson. Totally. Um, totally. So he sort of just stuck with his wide receivers, and, and Calvin Ridley hasn't been bad, but he just hasn't had the explosion yet uh, that you wanted to see from your second round draft pick. Um, and then Jack Sarge has a lot of players that are like, you're fine starting, but you don't really get excited about any of them. Jamal Williams, Detroit backup running back. Javante Williams, 
timeshare with Melvin Gordon, Jalen Waddell, Trey Sermon, Jamison Crowder. I mean, are you excited to start any of those players? Like, it's a good bench in the sense that, like, they're all playable. And I think they all have potential they give, do. given injuries and, and roster changes and things like that. But, yeah, to your point, none of them are, like, sure bets or, like, guys where it's, like, you know, start-sit decisions. Like, he, he doesn't have a lot of startable guys right now on his bench. Right. You can start them, but you don't, like, you know. Yeah. I mean, Trey Sermon I think we've spent probably 15 minutes on this matchup alone, or yeah. we just talked a lot in the beginning. Both are possible, but we're at a half hour, which is, I know we're not at a half hour with the episode because we were also talking before. But, but we're probably pretty close to a half hour. With but the- hey, we've gotten a lot of feedback. Yeah. We can make this a three-hour episode if we want, okay? Right. This is America. It's, it's on us. And I know it's an international podcast, but we're making it in America. Um and we have the freedom to make this as long as we want. Joe Rogan has three-hour podcasts all the time. I'm not comparing us to Joe Rogan, although the numbers are getting there. No. no. Joe Rogan has the number one podcast in the world. Will we be top five one day? I don't know. But I don't think we'll ever be number one in the world. That's I don't We're think not so. going to aim that high. I don't think so high. either. Appreciate the support for everyone writing in. You guys are the next Joe, but, you know. I doubt it. I doubt it. Maybe top five, but number one, that's crazy. Tommy, what's the next matchup? Let me guess. Is it the Arizona Cardinals? The Battle of the Brides? No, but that's a good guess. Darn it. Okay, fair enough. I'm really excited to talk about the Battle of the Brides. Yeah. I think that was a really... It was a great matchup. It was a great matchup. Best matchup of the week. Yeah. Uh, We're going to keep it to the bad side of the matchups. Now, Kyle had a great week, but it was a bad matchup because it wasn't ever close. However, you want to talk about bad matchups, this is probably the worst of the week. Me versus Drew. And I'm only bringing this one up next because I somehow, some way, sit in second place at three and one. Congrats on the W, dude! A strong eleven thousand one hundred and fifty-two point victory over Drew's nine thousand four hundred and twelve. And I'm going to say one thing just before you get into the actual analysis. Drew deserved to lose this matchup. The disrespect that he had to name his team hashtag lock him up. Put your picture <laughs> next to the likes of some very tyrannical men and put the text how to be a tyrant as his picture now i know some people in the comments have been saying that i incited this and i want to be the first to say <laughs> as with the uh, the crime on henry situation tommy please hold it together with the crime on henry situation this this was not what i intended at all and i feel like this is completely different. I make a few jokes about, oh, hashtag Tyrant Tom. You know, Tommy's a tyrant. I'm joking around. We're messing around. To bring it to the point where you're really, I mean, putting on paper that you want to lock my brother up. I thought, I mean, I don't want to speak for you, Tommy. You can give give your own opinion, but I thought it was absolutely tasteless. (laughs) I thought it was disgusting. And uh, I denounce it. And I think Drew... Got some karma this week with a sub-10,000 point performance. Karma definitely hit him in a big way, for sure. For sure. Uh, unacceptable behavior. I think you said it best when you said tasteless. <laughs> uh, no place for it. No place for it in this league. Can I talk about your team, and then you can talk about Drew's team? <clears throat> I did want to... I, I promised Drew I would do this. I wanted to issue him a public apology. I was, I was a turd on Sunday. And 
I regret the way that I acted. And, uh, you know, both of us, both me and Drew were terrible. And we were, Let insu- me just we say, were insufferable. But he ended up losing, so then his insufferableness is okay because he lost. And he was, he was very negative, but he ended up losing, so he was right in being negative. I was super negative, really thought he would win. I ended up winning. So I was wrong, he was right, and I do apologize. But we were both terrible. <laughs> Can I say something that, and I would love to know if you agree or disagree. I, I'm guessing what the answer will be. You and Drew, in general, are two of the hands-down biggest negative Nancys in the league. Pretty consistently. And not in a bad way, but the two of you, you're sports fans. You wear your hearts on your sleeves and your chest. And I, I, yeah, I mean, you two really, but then it's like you both had, you both had bad weeks, so I get it. But you, you always think you're always on tilt when it doesn't start going well, not in a bad way. I'm, I'm constantly on tilt. I put myself in the top five Nancys, but I, I might put you and Drew in the top three Nancys. We should make a Nancy's. A bowl. <laughs> we should list the league by Nancyness. I think and so. I, I also want to get ahead of this because this is going to pee up. This is going to be a PR disaster. This has no correlation to Aunt Nancy. Um, this is negative Nancy. Is that's like a a trope? So I don't want Dan to think that this is You're speaking ill of his mother. That I'm speaking ill of his mother. I would hate for that to get back to her, and I would hate for Dan to think that. So I just wanted to get ahead of that. Um, Tommy, I'm super on track here. Super on topic. Can I talk about your team? You gave an apology to Drew. I think he really appreciated that. My point in saying you're both extremely negative is I don't think you owe him an apology. I mean, you, like you said, you were being just, awful too. He just happened to win. You know, or he just happened to lose, right? So He, he was right, right in, in losing. Right, he, just, yeah. right. He, he won by losing right. because you were both fighting over who was going to lose. <laughs> right. So, yes, we were, he we won. Were, we were both certain that we were yeah. going to lose, and yeah. he won. So losing. he won the negative Nancy contest. <laughs> you might have won the fantasy champ matchup, but who, who's the real winner? You're definitely not wrong. Um, but I think but it's nice for you to apologize. I just I, Next time he's on the podcast, I would like him to apologize to you publicly. No, it's, it's – it, I mean – like I said, I get negative too. It's really hard to watch. You're not going to be feeling good when you're watching your team put up an 11,000 point game uh, or 11,000 point performance. And I'm really sorry about Joe Mixon. Just to start off with that, he's injured, unsure of the timetable, but you know, never like he's either week to week or day to day. Zach Taylor has said both. Great. And uh, I has feel... he said month to month? No. Great. Nor hour to hour. Good. That would be nice to hear. That <laughs> would be nice to hear. Uh, he made it three weeks, you know? <laughs> yeah, I just took a sip of his... Oh, his drink neat, up, everybody. His neat whiskey. I just took a sip of this neat whiskey. There's no ice cube melted in it to water it down. Wow, that was staunchy. Okay. Jack Drew had an incredibly... Uh, incredible return... To average week, right? He regressed in such a major way after a 17,000 point performance against you. That was very unlucky for you. I get very, very lucky. Adam Thielen's first down week was 610. Mike Williams absolutely disappeared with only 160 after being monstrous the first three weeks. Didn't get any touchdowns from either Kamara or Chuba Hubbard. Darren Waller did score, so that was a nice bounce back game for Waller. 
But it was just a lot of, I mean, Aaron Rodgers had a great game at 2,400. But you look at the rest of his team, and it was it was nothing to write to the governor about, as you would say. Um, so I got really lucky. Um, we can talk about the outlook on Drew's team. Why don't the you- governor got no mail in this matchup from yeah. either team. I mean, no one, literally no one sent word to the governor from this matchup. Yeah, I'm just hoping he wasn't paying attention. Right. (laughs) Mike Williams, that sucks because he just hadn't had a game like that this year. And you were hoping, but that's pretty classic Mike Williams at the same time. Past Mike Williams, but not to say he'll return to that. But Tommy, I'm, you know, we'll just bounce back and forth. You gotta love Najee Harris, though. I mean, he's he's like he's so locked and loaded, and pending injury, like will absolutely finish a top five running back. He'll certainly finish top five in touches. Sure, maybe not fantasy production. Maybe not fantasy production. It depends on if the Steelers' offense can get it going, um, because they look awful right now. So, I have got the guaranteed volume, and I think that guaranteed volume is definitely going to make him. A you top got, 10 running back, but I'm not willing to put him in top 5, no. There's too many explosive running backs. You got Jacoby Myers from me. He got 1280 this week. Congrats. He's Thank great. You. you got Gainwell from me, the Eagles running back. He got 1790. Breakout game for Gainwell the week after I traded him. So Yeah, but you we'll traded see. him for Connor, who also scored twice. Very true. Very true. But, yeah. Um, I'm not... I'm not that high on my three and one team. I, I'm, I don't, I'm honestly not feeling great. Right, right. I don't blame you. <clears throat> um, CD Lamb said back to bad. I love Chris Godwin weeks. and Jacoby Myers, and CD Lamb worries me, just because there's so much competition for uh, attention in that Dallas offense. It's not the concerning part for me. Isn't the competition that he has? Because I think he's going to be a top target for Dak Prescott. My concern is the passing volume the last few weeks because they've been running the ball so well with Zeke. Um, he only threw the ball 22 times. He had four touchdowns. Dak was great. He put up a great performance, 2,700. He only completed like 14 passes or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you really uh, you beat you beat Drew in the quarterback matchup with Aaron Rodgers only getting 2,400. You also beat him in the running back battle and you beat him in the flex battle latavius murray was a did you consider starting anyone else in your flex spot i had gained well in until about like six minutes before noon oh really yeah well that would have been fine too and and the the news had come out that tyson williams was a healthy scratch did you consider curtis samuel no because i didn't want to play him first week back it was between it was and then the other option was free agency. I almost picked up the likes of Van Jefferson, this, uh, the L.A. Rams wide receiver who actually had a good week. What do you think about Drew's bench? You got Julio Jones. He's He was injured and out. Devin Singletary, Jalen Rager. What is... Nikhil Westbrook-Akeen? Or Nick, Nick Westbrook-Akeen. Akeen. Um, He's, and you know, Khalif Raymond. It's Khalif Raymond... <laughs> Good nineteen twenty six on Drew's bench is a Detroit wide receiver. Uh, touchdowns happened to go to him. He only saw three catches, so Cleve Raymond isn't someone he can start moving forward. There's something that I like a lot of. I mean, Drew's bench is basically Julio Jones, who's injured, and four guys 
that I wouldn't want to start. Not uh, said. And Jarvis Landry's injured, so. But I, I still like Drew's starting roster a lot. Um, Melvin Gordon's looked great. He's going to be in a timeshare, but he's a fine flex slash running back too. Uh, Chuba Hubbard, it's looking like Christian McCaffrey might come back as early as this week, so uh, Melvin Gordon will have to go back to Drew's running back too, and then uh, hopefully Julio Jones can come back for him because, yeah, I don't. I don't like any of his other options, really, for, for starting. But it was, like I said, it was just a classic regression week for Drew. I don't think he has to worry about anything. His team showed that it's capable of putting up a 17,000. So he's got the firepower. I mean, Metcalf is, can be huge. D-Link can get multi, you know, a multi-touchdown game any week. Yeah. Kamara's amazing. Yeah. So, And Rodgers is going to be good all year. Yeah. So Drew's 2-2. Two and two, But I like his team. I think I scouts honor like his team more than I like your team. Just looking at it right now, but not that's not including bench. So yeah, I mean my my bench is nothing too. I think the down week for Adam Thielen is going to be an outlier. That's going to be Adam Thielen. That like if Adam Thielen doesn't score, you're generally not going to be super happy with him. That's fair because he's that's not. It, that probably really won't be that much of an outlier. Right. It could be Cause the Vikings, 30 to 40% of Adam Thielen's weeks. I mean, I have I have Kirk Cousins for quarterback, so I'm high on the Vikings. Tommy, the next matchup, and I know I nailed this one. Dad versus Greg. Nice work. Did I nail it? <laughs> you did. <clears throat> you did. Dad wins. This week was hilarious. Dad wins 11,536 to 10,354. Some really low victories this week. Greg moves to one and three. Dad is now three and one. I mean, some really strong performances. Josh Allen breaking two thousand again with twenty one hundred. Justin Jefferson getting seventeen forty with the tutty. Derrick Henry scoring a touchdown, twenty receiving yards and one hundred and fifty seven rushing yards. Miles Sanders. Dad has to be a little concerned with the action that Gainwell got. Um, that's that's a big uh oh. And then really not strong performances from Ron, Rondale Moore and Juju Smith-Schuster. So, but Hunter Renfro in his flex spot, getting 14.38. I don't love Dad's team. He gets the victory this week. He's 3-1. and one, But, I mean, he's got three superstars, and that's about it. Yeah. With Josh Allen, Justin Jefferson, and Derrick Henry. Yeah. Uh, and he's he doesn't have a ton that is... I mean, you're not writing to the governor about any players beyond that. Correct. Correct. And, yeah, I mean, his his bench, nothing really going on on his bench that you love. I mean, they're... Like, Kenyon Drake's a, a fine player to have on your bench, but you're not comfortable starting him. Same with Terrence Marshall, although it might be time to cut bait on Terrence Marshall. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you hold him for a little longer, but it doesn't seem like he's... Anywhere close to breaking out. Um, but you're absolutely right. I mean, you don't lo- like, outside of Justin Jefferson, you pretty much hate dad's wide receivers. Hunter Renfro's been good. I mean, Juju Re- Smith Schuster, we talked about, yeah. is. And Rondell Moore's put up back to back dud weeks since his big breakout, um, his involvement. They, we'll, we'll get more into Arizona's offense when we talk about Anna's team since she's the Arizona Cardinals. But of course, Kyler Murray is spreading that ball around. 
a lot, a lot of players. Odds on favorite for MVP. Well, for sure. If the, if the Cardinals have a really good record, he'll for sure be MVP. Um, I have a tough question for you, Jack, looking at Greg's team. Greg traded away Jalen Hurts to Louie in that deal that got him Antonio Gibson. Louie also got Stephon Diggs, and Greg got um, uh, Jameis Winston back, as well as Robbie Anderson, who both look like you can't start them. Rest of season, would you rather have Jalen Hurts or Lamar Jackson? I would rather have Lamar Jackson. Because my, my answer is Jalen Hurts. Uh, so far this year, Jalen Hurts is quarterback three on the year. And Lamar Jackson is quarterback nine. There's a little over a thousand, no, right around a thousand points separating the two of them on the year, so they're they're really close. Um, you're probably you're, pro- was, you're probably right. I think it was worth it for. I think it was a great trade for Greg. Not that it was a bad trade for Louis. It was it was but. a it was one of those rare, like super beneficial. I think to both teams, Louis got a quarterback. He you know he didn't have a quarterback that was super dependable. Greg already had one that you're going to, I mean, like you said, he's going to start Lamar Jackson every week and Lamar Jackson is going to do great for him. Yeah. Good enough. And so I wouldn't be he, shocked he, if Jalen Hurts finishes higher, but I would just put my money on Lamar Jackson because he's done it before. Sure. That's fair. Um, but yeah. To your point, getting Antonio Gibson for, for Greg was, was huge. Um, he put up fourteen fifty. He hasn't done anything. Devontae Adams without a touchdown that hurts. Uh, Jamar Chase without a touchdown that hurts. But I Greg's team is good. I mean, yeah. it's not. I, I like Greg's team better than Dad's team. Looking at it on paper, Greg's one in three. But I think I'd take Greg's teams over. I mean, Lamar Jackson, Devontae Adams, Leonard Fournette. Honestly, Antonio Gibson, Mark Andrews, Jamar Chase. That's a solid with, four. With a healthy A.J. Brown, I definitely like Greg's team better. He's got a weak wide receiver three, maybe, and 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 flex, but... I don't think... I think Jamar Chase is a great flex, though. Yeah. No, I, I put... I, I have Jamar Chase as his wide receiver, too. I was... Oh. Like, I don't love Robbie Anderson or no, Manuel th- Sanders. And that's why I say with A.J. Brown being healthy. Yeah, yeah. Like, without him... Right. I think I like Dad's team... Just a little better yeah. because of because of how awesome Derrick Henry is and how great Justin Jefferson is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, Greg's Greg's got Devontae Adams, who most likely will be a top three wide receiver on the year with top one potential overall. Yeah. Um, and like to your point, Leonard Fournette has been he's better he's, better than I thought. I mean, this was his first good week, but he's. I mean. I think he's the most startable Buccaneers running back. Yeah, but what, I mean, what are we talking about? That's I, not. I I did. I was. You didn't see that coming. I, no, I thought it'd be Ronald Jones. Sure. Which I feel like an idiot saying now. I guess, but yeah, I was sure it'd be Ronald Jones because Leonard Leonard Fournette's good, but I don't know. Playoff Lenny, dude. He's yeah. back, and now he's regular season Lenny. Right. I mean, we forget it's Leonard Fournette. Yeah. Right. Two years ago. Yeah. He was yeah, I feel Jacksonville's like a, I feel like a stud running back. Right. Um, yeah, one and three. Greg's in, not in a great spot. Um, to be honest, Jack, 
not much else to say from my end. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I'm I'm pretty good leaving it at that. One and three, three and one. I don't love either team. But neither team is but bad. But I love both men. I do love both men. But ne- and, and neither team is bad. They're just underperforming for the most part. Dad, Kyle Pitts needs to turn it around for Dad. For, yeah. for him to have aspirations at anything big, I think. Yeah. Because um, that's been a... All right. On to Louis versus Scott. Teddy Scheisswasser. <laughs> 12,378. The fall from grace continues for Scott. Only putting up 9,358. Yeah, let's let's go from there. Let's just let's just both be well Justin will bring us back in. We're both just muttering fall from grace. Fall, <laughs> fall from, from grace. grace. Fall, fall from, from grace. grace. Fall from grace. His fall from team grace. fall from grace. Fall from grace. His from team grace. after It's a fall from grace. Quite the two-week performance in weeks one and two has completely collapsed. Jack Debo Samuel put up 32-30. You want to know the funny thing about falling from grace? Yeah. Grace rises, okay. Grace will rise, and Scott will rise. If you, you're you acting, I mean... I think you missed me with that one. Grace rises? Yeah. A fall from grace? Yeah. The funny thing about Grace is Grace always rises back up. No one ever talks about that part of the story. Sure, I see, I see. Everyone always talks about the fall from Grace. Did yeah. you ever hear about the Grace that rose? <laughs> no. Because I did. <laughs> Scott Harry. That's the Grace that will rise. Here's my take on it. A down week. A down week. It's not a fall from Grace. The guy Back to back down weeks. Ever had, a, ever had I'm a skid? I'm not trying to spin a narrative here. I am just presenting you the sure facts. Are. No, just you're presenting the facts. Presenting the facts. Too- you led the intro of the matchup with Fall from Grace. Yeah, that's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> it's the season of destiny. That's a fact. You want to talk about facts? <laughs> it's the season of destiny. So, Justin De- Herbert, Debo 21-28. Stud. Debo Samuel got a third of Scott's points this week. Debo Samuel, 32-30. Stud. Nick Chubb, 1100. Stud. <laughs> Mike Davis, 960. Stud. Do you remember what they call Mike Davis? Mike Stud Davis? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yes. Stud. Mike the Stud Davis. Absolutely. I'm not worried about Scott's team at all. Tyler I, Lockett. I'm really not either. Ty, I mean, it's the season of destiny. You shouldn't be. Tyler Lockett, yeah, two down weeks. They'll pick it back up. They're playing the Rams. Are you kidding me? A West Coast battle. Revenge game for the West Coast. Tyler Lockett will be back. Odell Beckham Jr., he's a superstar. I'm not worried about it. Travis Kelsey down week when the Chiefs scored 42. You don't did, love that. Did you know that Travis Kelsey was allowed to have down weeks? I have never seen it. I went back and checked my records, and this is the first time it's ever happened. <laughs> It's because of a man called Tyreek Hill. It was a Tyreek Hill show, and Patrick Mahomes only had eyes for him. Travis Kelsey got six targets, which is like, normally he does more with six targets. Four for 23 is a really weird stat line for Travis Kelsey. Uh, but obviously you're not worried about Travis Kelsey. You'd be a fool to be worried about Travis Kelsey. I'm not worried about Scott's team. Um, you sound worried. It is back-to-back down weeks, and I think 
his team is showing, especially Tyler Lockett, because his team is going to go as Tyler Lockett goes. The question is, how many times this year is Tyler Lockett going to have a boom game? The one piece of the puzzle we haven't mentioned that I would love your take on, because I might be running to the hills, Chris Carson. What are your thoughts? I mean, you drafted him as a plug-and-play RB1 360 this week. Yeah, so it was a little... It's still concerning because now an injury has popped up for Chris Carson this week. It's concerning. It was concerning earlier in the week for a different reason because you saw (coughs) Alex Collins taking snaps from Chris Carson and you didn't really know why. Now it seems like... Chris Carson might be dealing with something. He's now questionable against the Rams with a neck injury. Um, he hasn't practiced yet this week, and they play tomorrow, which doesn't put him on track to play. So maybe that's all it was. Maybe something something happened in a play in that game. I mean, he still got he got 13 carries. The week before was only 12. The week before that was only 13, and his high was 16 in week one. The production just wasn't there, and so maybe it's because he wasn't right. And maybe he just needs to get right. They give him this week off. Scott smartly picked up Alex Collins in free agency. uh, Claimed him off waivers earlier today. So yeah, maybe he just needs rest. He needs to get right, and he'll be back. Uh, But it it is a little concerning, um, because it's Scott's RB2. And who knows if if Alex Collins can step into that role and be good. Uh, He he seemed fine last week, but uh, still remains to be seen a little bit. Scott's got Tony Pollard on his bench. Part of a trade with you. Tony Pollard is startable even when Zeke is healthy. If you, if Jack it, Pascal on his bench. Trade from me. Don't really care much about him. Um, but yeah, Scott is now 2-2 two and two after starting 2-0. and oh. He's one of the four 2-2 two two teams. Debo Sam has been great. Justin Herbert is great. Tyler Lockett is going to be back and forth. Better days ahead for Odell Beckham. Chubb is great. Hopefully Carson can get healthy, and obviously Travis Kelsey will be a lot better. This is what Mike Davis is, though. You look at his four weeks, dude. It's 900. It's like plus or minus. It's 900. I'll take that. <laughs> yeah, I'll you'll, take, t- you'll take 900 I'll every take week that in a flex. flex. Yeah. yeah, for sure. There's no upside. No upside. No well, upside. well, maybe there will be if Cordero Patterson relaxes. There could, in some weeks, be touchdown upside. Hasn't happened yet. you got to figure Mike Davis is going to score some touchdowns this week. Jake, let's move on to Louie's team. Stefan Diggs, Amari Cooper, Devontae Smith, Antonio Brown. I mean, four lovely wide receivers. Just an average week for Louie with just over 12,000. It's a good week, a week that you expect to get a victory. I mean, that's probably just barely more often than not going to get you a victory with over 12,000 points, but... Louis had an uninspiring start to his season, even though he is three and one. Um, it ha- J- Jalen Hurts, I think, would you'd have to say is the bright spot. That's turned out to be a great trade for Louis, getting him and Stefan Diggs. Now Stefan Diggs hasn't done anything crazy good yet, but he's been consistent. Nine twenty being his lowest, fourteen ninety being his highest. Amari Cooper got back in the end zone, which was great to see for Louis. Devontae Smith. That Devontae Smith-Jalen Hurts combo could turn out to be really, really nice for Louie. That's so fun. 
It's fun to have a stack. I would love to have that. I offered Louie a few trades for Devontae Smith, but he turned them down. Rightfully so. I think they were bad offers. I want Devontae Smith, the point is. That's an exciting offense. And I know I said Lamar Jackson earlier, and I stand by that, but I wouldn't mind having Jalen Hurts either. Of course not. I think they're both going to be, I mean, they're both for sure going to be top 10 quarterbacks this year. Jonathan Taylor, really encouraging stuff. It had been a couple down weeks for, for Jonathan Taylor Thomas, and he had a get-right game against Miami, who's been just absolutely awful. 16 carries, 103 yards, and a touchdown. Jonathan Swift had his first bad, uh, first his worst game of the year. Uh, only eight carries, um, but I think better days are ahead for Jonathan Swift. I already mentioned his four wide receivers that he started that I love, that I love, and then he's got Hollywood Brown on his bench with seventeen ten, uh, and Josh Gordon in the wings. <laughs> I had picked him up in waivers, but had to drop him, make room for all these trades, and just wasn't the right locker room fit. But uh, who knows? That's a long shot. But if that turns into something, Louis really stacked at the wide receiver position. He's got three tight ends in his team. I mean, that's just not needed i know rob gronkowski's on his ir but just like relax yeah he started tommy tremble for fun didn't work out only saw one target and didn't catch any passes he's since dropped tommy tremble um and he picked up he picked up johnny smith there just before the new england game just to see what would happen and he actually got a touchdown so um but he has um i love scott's team name destiny's chubb it's true. It's the season of Destiny. Uh-huh. Destiny's child, great band. Mm-hmm. Nick Chubb, great running back. Yeah. Destiny's Chubb. Destiny's Chubb. It's a great name. Louis staying strong on Teddy Scheisswasser. What are your thoughts on Louis not changing his team name? And uh, I've seen a lot of comments saying, where's Louis? He's not really, you know, involved. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? That Louis hasn't changed his team name to say, I don't know, you know, have some fun. It appears that he really, really likes the team name Teddy Scheisswasser. Some have said, and I, you don't need to respond to this directly, but some have said, like father, like son, because our dad doesn't change his team name, Louie feels like he shouldn't change his team name. Do you think that's true, that he's living in his dad's shadow? <laughs> that feels like a different thing, living in... I, I, you don't have to respond to it directly. I'm just, these are... Yeah, sure, you're just reading what... Yeah. The, what yeah, people have been saying it's I my get, job, like, sort of just yeah, to, you know, no, don't I get the messenger. No, I don't think he is. <laughs> this is, this is the I don't think yes, he, he changed his team name plenty over the years. I think he's just content with the team name he has for now. I mean, Pete said he 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 loves the name Teddy Scheisswasser. It's a great name, Teddy Bridgewater, Teddy Shitwater, Teddy Bridgewater, Teddy Scheisswasser. Did you come up with it? No. Did I come up with it? No. Isn't that what it's all about? I do see what you're saying. Does he listen to the he's, show? He's not really playing along. You Does would have he, no idea he listened to the show. That's what I'm saying. You got guys like Drew, Dan, Scott. I've, I don't. I've never Pete, seen. I've never seen him Kyle. donate to like. I know he subscribed to the Patreon, which I really appreciate. But I, you know, you have Pete putting in double his subscription just as a donation every month, and guys like Louie are just putting in their subscription amount. You know, you have guys like Scott who are just putting in $200 at a time just to say, with the note saying, thank you for everything. But we don't to want, the moon. We, we don't want to... No, that's, no, 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 that's not necessary. Of course not. And we don't want 
to make it. Yeah, we don't want to make it seem like it's bad that he's not. I'm the not mon- the money no, side no, of no, it. No, 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 no. It's not about the money. It's the thought <laughs> of the money. Of the money. No, no. It's the thought that counts. You know, the effort. It seems like I have no proof. I have no proof that Louis listens to the show. That's my only point. Scott, thank you for playing along. Destiny's Chub, really creative, really great season of Destiny. And I'm very happy to welcome to the show for the very first time my wife, Raz Let. She's trying to open the door. She's having a tough time with it. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome. Anything you want to say? Welcome. To the say hello. Fans? No, just thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank hey, you're welcome. Well, thank you for thank Thanks. you for joining us. It's been a lot of fun. We wish you well. Take care. Raz, everybody. <laughs> Raz, everybody. Thank you. Um, Jack, real quick, we'll please. move on. Which team would you rather have? Is it Scott's? Absolutely, it's Scott's. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna choose the team of not destiny sure yeah yeah yeah. fair enough uh you probably won't be surprised to hear this but i'm gonna go with louise i would walk out of the room if you didn't because i would say <laughs> this isn't the brother i know <laughs> uh yeah i like i think louise got a little more well-rounded <clears throat> and has a little more depth um than scott marquise brown on his bench is no small thing uh aj dillon's a great handcuff I guess we'll see what happens with Eli Mitchell, but uh, yeah, Scott certainly has the tight end edge. That Travis Kelsey thing is is really nice. Finally, dude, the matchup that everyone has been waiting for. Oh, that's right, the Battle of the Brides. Battle of the Brides, Jack. Let's, without further ado, let's get straight into it. The closest slash highest scoring. <laughs> this is tough to say because. Technically, Kyle's matchup was highest was highest scoring, but it wasn't a close matchup. Sure, like there were technically just barely more points scored. Yeah, I think <clears throat> this was the best matchup. This of the was week. the best matchup of the week, bar none. Came down to Monday night. It was looking super close part of the way through the Sunday night game, and it comes out on top. The Arizona Cardinals, fifteen thousand three hundred twelve. To Justin, I won't even. Talk about his team name. No, it's a family podcast, so we will not be reading his team name. 880. Going into Sunday night, Jack, Anna needed a good game from Ryan Suckup and a good game from Mike Evans. She got a combined 2,600 from the two of them to set her up for success. She only needed like 200 points from Jared Cook to take down Justin on Monday night. She got 1,600 from Jared Cook, his best performance of the year. Jack, Anna's team looks great. She made the trade with you. She got George Kittle. She's banking on George Kittle to be great, to turn it around. She gave away Cortland Sutton and Marvin Jones, two good wide receivers. She decreases her wide receiver depth, but shores up, potentially shores up, her weakest position, which has been tight end so far. I love, I mean, look at Anna's running backs. I love Anna's running backs. Saquon Barkley looks amazing. He broke out for 27-10. Chase Edmonds has been nothing but consistent. 1590 for him. 
And Kareem Hunt has been great. Last two weeks has been great. The New York football giants beating the Saints is big. Like they're I know they're what they're one and three now, but they're not bad. They're they're not like I don't think the Giants are a bottom five NFL team. Wow. Big. Big of true, dude. Can you go a little higher than that? Because that's <laughs> bottom I five. I don't, think, I don't think they're a bottom ten NFL team. You sure about that? <laughs> as you say that, as you're con- not- I'm not as confident in that. Sure, but sure. And that makes sense. I don't know. They were 0-3. I'm just saying they... It's a really nice win to get in New Orleans. New Orleans hasn't looked amazing since they beat the Packers in Week 1. Like they Sa- looked bad against Saquon Carolina. and Danny Dimes both looked good in the game. And that those are like your two guys. Like that's really good for them as an organization, I yeah, guess is what I'm saying. For sure. Like, Saquon looks great. They're going to keep ramping up his touches, his involvement in the offense... I think Anna will be very, very happy that she took him as at pick nine. Kyler Murray will be Anna's best pick, obviously, but just... And Hopkins, no touchdown, but still was able to get 870. Evans, in a down week for Brady, was still able to get seven catches for 75 yards. Just, yeah, I mean, Anna's got... Anna's only two and two, but she's got one of my favorite teams in the league, for sure. DeAndre Hopkins, Jack. Any reason to worry? No. Like I said, they've been spreading the ball around no. a lot. He's not getting... He hasn't received double-digit targets in any of the four games this year. Eight, four, six, and seven targets. No. That's not DeAndre Hopkins' volume that we're used to. His talent will make up for it. Don't worry. Better days ahead for DeAndre Better Hopkins. Better days ahead. I love it. Onward and upward. Brandon Cooks, Jack put up seven twenty in a game where Buffalo beat Houston forty to nothing. Is that back to back shutouts for Buffalo? No. Yes. No. It's not. Great. Either way, it's two on the year. Yeah, two of their four games have been shutouts. That is the fact that Brandon Cooks was able to get seven twenty is great. (laughs) Yeah. Um. Yeah, he's been great this year. He's been a surprise, but he's awesome. Kareem Hunt, fifteen sixty. Are you ready to apologize me to me for the Kareem Hunt take? I mean, when are you going to say? When can I say I told you so? Not yet. No, because once again, you're just missing the point. <laughs> Kareem Hunt every single week is capable of a great game. We'll not ever argue against that. You sort of did. <laughs> no, I don't think I did though. My point is just. Kareem Hunt's great games don't affect Nick Chubb's ability every week. Nick Chubb is Nick Chubb is gonna get his touches. He's gonna get his touches, but so will Kareem Hunt. I think Anna has close to like you want to talk about not not just a one-two running back punch, but three running backs. I'm not sure there's a team right now, a trio of running backs that I'd rather have than these three on Anna's team right now. That's fair. That's fair. And maybe I'm, that's maybe that's a little, like, because Chase Edmonds and Kareem Hunt both are in timeshares. That's my concern. I mean, I know I'm a big Kareem Hunt guy, yeah. but I do worry about Nick Chubb. <laughs> You're about Nick Chubb cutting into Kareem yeah. Hunt's touches? Yeah. yeah. I can see that. Yeah. yeah I can yeah, see yeah. that for sure. Yeah. <clears throat> and Bottom, as a newly minted James Conner owner, I'm not super high on Chase Edmonds. Sure, so. sure, 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 sure. Yeah. 
Arrow pointing out for James Conner. Arrow pointing down for Chase Edmond. Yeah. It's only a matter of time before James Conner takes over as the true workhorse of that team. Absolutely. Anna's team, 2-2. Two and two, I think we both like her team a lot. Um, I think it'll... Um, the trade she made has potential for her team. Uh, George Kittle's going to have to turn it around. But I am thrilled to have Cortland Sutton and Marvin Jones Jr. I think it was a great trade. Thank you, Anna. Your wide receiver depth is very nice right now. Best wide receivers in the league. You don't have a lot of top-end wide receiver Relax, talents. Relax, Tommy. Okay. But you've got a lot of middle-of-the-road On Justin's side, he had a great week. 13-880. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes with 32-72. Stud. DJ Moore with 27-90. Stud. David Montgomery with 22-60. Stud. Terribly unfortunate, though. He is out. He's going to be out, out for five weeks, I believe, is last I heard, at least. Yeah, so I heard four to five weeks. That is really unfortunate. Apologies. Thoughts go out to Justin and his locker room. That's 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 tough to overcome, but I know his team will prevail. Tommy, any thoughts on that? Just a really tough loss for Justin when you couple it with the fact that he is losing David Montgomery for the next month, at least. Because he falls to one and three. He's already super thin at the running back position. I mean, we're talking about Justin's going to have to rely on Zach Moss now, moving forward. And we know how you feel about Zach Moss. We know how I feel about Zach Moss. Now, to Zach Moss's credit, after being sat because of an injury in Game 1, he's put together 3,000-plus point weeks, 1440, 1660, and 1210. He's gotten in the end zone every single week. I think that's not going to be true. I don't think Zach Moss is going to score every week. Zach Moss, and I would put Zach Moss in the same category as like James Conner and that they're both touchdown dependent. You're not going to be happy with what you get from them unless they score a touchdown. I love Corey Davis and DJ Moore, though. I think that's a great one-two punch at the wide receiver for Justin. really is. I, I, I really was high at high for Brandon Ayuk. He hasn't worked out so far. But yeah, you're right. I mean, DJ Moore is going to be excellent this year. Corey Davis will as, will go as far as Zach Wilson can take him because we know Corey Davis has the talent. It'll just be a matter of if Zach Wilson can play well enough. Yeah. Well, it's just 7, 5, 10, 7 targets on the year. Yeah. So that's just that's the opportunity you're looking for. So moving forward, I think it's going to be tough for Justin without David Montgomery. And his bench leaves a lot to be desired. For sure. I but mean, that's... better than it usually is. I mean... And the fact that he doesn't have three quarterbacks or... Kylan Hill. Three, or Kylan Hill, yeah. Uh, I think it's... Justin Tucker with 1,300. Just another can, monstrous performance. I think you can drop Tunyon. You can absolutely drop Tunyon. And you can probably drop Brian Edwards, too. Yeah. Uh, are we sure he didn't already? Um, I'm not sure. No, he didn't. He didn't. He's got Brian Edwards currently. He also... Wait. Justin, (laughs) please don't answer me right now, but why do you currently... Is my... I feel like my computer is bugging. Justin has two bench spots filled. Justin is currently not rostering three. Correct. You're right about that. What the hell? He's, you know, he's getting ready to make some big moves. Anyway, so yeah, I don't like Justin's bench at all <laughs> um, because it he dropped to... Ronald Jones and Marlon Mack. Um, Why hasn't he picked anyone up yet? I don't know. Anywho, um, 
Justin has a really, really thin team. It just got thinner with the David Montgomery injury. So at one and three, I don't like the way it's looking for Justin right now. He's got a massive matchup coming up against you this week. Jack, we are, what, like over an hour into this episode already? Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Uh, Let's get to the final matchup of the week. Your matchup. Finally. Versus Dan. And Pickleball was on the line here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The Pickleball Purveyors versus the Pickleball Truther. And just to be clear, I know I'm the one with the platform. I would love to have Dan on and hear his opinion and his take. The fact of the matter is Pickleball is the number one fastest growing sport in America. And that's real. That's a fact. Look it up. No sport in the United States of America is growing at the rate that pickleball is growing. So get on or get out of the way. This train's coming whether you like it or not. Pickleball is here to stay, and I'm here to purvey that. So glad we were able to get the W this week. I respect Dan and the Pickleball Truthers a lot, but, you know... Pickleball one this time around and get on board because I think you're going to enjoy the ride. Jack, you had a, another good week. That's back to back good weeks. Last year was last week was great, even though you didn't get the win. This year, this week, this year, I'm just going to keep saying year <laughs> was was good, but nothing impressive. And to be frank, if I could be our dad's brother, <laughs> if I could be our dad's brother for a moment. <laughs> you got lucky. You got lucky in okay, the sense let's relax. that Keenan Allen only put up 710. Honestly, I don't think it's lucky that Damian Harris only put up 360 because I knew Damian Harris was going to have a terrible game. It was a horrid matchup against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You cannot run the ball on the Buccaneers, and Damian Harris is not involved in the passing game. Dan put himself in a bit of a pickle by putting... No, no pun intended. James a bit of a pickleball. Robinson in his flex. James Robinson played Thursday night and he was in his flex. That is what we like to call a no-no. Uh-oh. Wag of the finger. A wag of the finger. You don't start someone in your flex position who plays on a Thursday night. It limits your, no pun intended, flexibility. flexibility. <laughs> and I don't blame Dan because I don't know if most people don't know this. It's private and I don't mean to overshare Dan, but he's incredibly flexible. The man can... <laughs> I mean, you, you like, I can't touch my toes. He can touch the, I can't even describe it, the back of his heels. I mean, the man, the man is, has done the splits. He bends he, over. He walks across floors in the splits formation. It's like nothing I've ever seen. I think he can tuck his leg up and around and twist it up over his right shoulder. I'm not sure if I'm describing it correctly, but it's a full 240 degrees around his body. Anyways. A man with that flexibility, I can imagine. Oh, I'll play him on. I'll play him in the flex. I don't need yeah. flexibility. Yeah. I can handle it with my natural ability. It's it, it cost him this week because he was he had to start Damian Harris and Sony Michelle. Sony Michelle knots in at negative ninety points, and I'll just go straight into it. Logan Thomas really unlucky gets injured, zero points, and he's out for four weeks. He's got a hamstring injury. They put him on the short term IR, so he's at least out, at least out three weeks. Dan will have to find a substitute for Logan Thomas, who had been looking like a decent tight end option through the first three weeks before going out with that injury in week four. McCaffrey hopefully can come back for Dan. Otherwise, yeah, it's going to be rough because outside of James Robinson, who, by the way, looked amazing 
They sat Carlos Hyde, and James Robinson looked amazing. He's really, really good. Yeah. Let's not talk about Urban Meyer too much. Do you think he's going to get fired? It has not... It could not be going worse for Urban Meyer. Do you think he's going to get fired? There's a lot of mixed reports. I don't really want... I mean, I... Apparently the owner is, like, not happy. Well, yeah, he's got (laughs) to earn their trust back or whatever. Yeah, that's a weird thing to say about your head coach and not... Like, you need to be able to trust your... Head coach. Anyway, James Robinson is a great running back. Trevor Lawrence is good too. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence is good. If they get a competent coach in there, what? Dude, Urban Meyer, great college coach. Does Sean McVay have any cousins? Yeah, I'm sure he does. Great, let's hire one of them. (laughs) Cooper Cup's first down week, Jack. Allen Robinson's first. Allen, Allen Robinson, not Allen Robinson. He's had only down weeks. Keenan Allen Robinson. Keenan Allen Robinson. Keenan Allen, cousin of Allen Robinson. <laughs> His first down week. Yeah, it came down to him. I was I was up heading into Monday night. I had no one playing. I was watching Monday night. It's that was a situation where I don't like fantasy football, and Th- that is why I was so negative about my chances yes. against Drew because he had two Monday night players and yeah. I was done. It's it's just it's the worst. I love having people play on Monday night yes. is the is the twisted thing about it. I love having the last laugh and just seeing the points add up and just having one play just get me the W and just break the back of my opponent. Nothing gives me more joy. I was on the back end of it this week and it was it's just you just watch the game and you're just like pray I mean you just like every it's just in my gut. Just no, please not to Keenan Allen. Just yeah. looking for Keenan Allen on the field it's, and praying. It's like you're you're scared every time Justin Herbert throws and being the ball. so relieved when he looks in the other way yeah. and then his head goes back to that side of the field. And I'm like, no, and then it's just like he throws it and I, I mean it. It wasn't even close, so it wasn't that dramatic. But yeah. just in general, it just ugh. It's, no, but to, to your point, you're like it's like exactly what you said. You, you're 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 so closely paying attention to where Keenan Allen is on the field. Yeah. So that you know whether to be happy or sad. Yes. As Justin Herbert is surveying the field based on what side of the field he's looking at. Exactly. And you're like, yes, he's going towards, you know, yeah. Mike Williams' side of the field. And, and then you're like, oh, wait a second, he's looking back. It's George yeah. Keenan Allen. Well, and he slings. So there's just these deep passes and you just yeah. don't know who it's to sometimes. And it's like, oh, thank God it's Mike Williams. Yeah. Um, By the way, Mike, did you see that? There was a one pass that he overthrew Mike Williams on yes, what yeah. was going to be a really big play. Yeah. Uh, but anyway. Yeah, dude, Robert Woods outscores Cooper Cup. Thank you very much. One touchdown. Nice garbage yards. touchdown hey, at the going end. going into this week against Dan, if you say, I'm going to win that matchup, Woods against Cup. You'd like your chances. I'm going to give myself the W for sure. Yeah. I mean, that's the end of it right there. Jack. Another great quarterback stream from me, Kirk Cousins with 11-12. <laughs> I am the king of quarterback streams. I pivoted from Ryan Tannehill, who did better than Kirk Cousins. So I just... It's it's really impressive, but uh, time and time again, you stick with, with Kirk next week. I don't know at this point. I I, I want to pivot, so part of me is just like, you know, just forget it. I won't. Jack, you have bet your season on Dawson Knox. How does that feel? Incredible. Have you seen the Bills? Forty to zero, thirty-five to zero. I yeah, mean, fair enough. No, fair enough. Jack, Ezekiel Elliott. Would you like to apologize to him? Because you were very sour, very sour after week one. And Zeke Elliott looks 
really good. Do you think I need to apologize to him, or do you think I apologized through my actions? I'm trading away Tony Follard. <laughs> I don't want to go into much more detail. Fair enough. But Very good points. Do you think I owe him a public apology, or do you think we worked it out in terms of the personnel? No. You're absolutely right. Because you're absolutely right. Zeke earned our trust. He is our RB1. Week in, week out, he will perform. He will get points on the board, and we have no doubt about that. And we have no we have no backup option. Yeah, literally and figuratively, we're all in on Zeke, and, nice. we, mean, and we mean that. And what is your temperature on Clyde Edwards-Alaire? Like between you and me, we don't have to like Justin cut this part out. Is he someone you're like going to try and sell high on because you don't trust this will stick, or are you like I love the way this is looking, even though he's not getting the workhorse share of the touches? He looks good, and I'm happy with that. Let me be very clear about one thing. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is our RB2. <laughs> he will start every week. He will produce. He will get points on the board. And he is in the locker right next to Zeke week in and week out. Those are our two guys. Of course. Put it on the board. Of course. Expectations for both of them are 2,000-point week. I would never insinuate anything otherwise. 4,000 points between the two of them is what we have talked about as a unit. Those are expectations. Definitely. Definitely. Off the record. <laughs> he is not on the training block. <laughs> okay. I have, I have seven world-class wide receivers on the trading block. <laughs> Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is not on the trading block. Okay. Fair enough. They look great. A big reason why your team has turned it around is both of them have looked really Absolutely. good the last two weeks. Yes. Your, your first two draft picks. Yeah. That's why I was so yeah. pessimistic yeah. after the first two or yeah. three weeks because... But yeah, the, both those guys have, have been great. Tyler Boyd, nine receptions for 118 yards. Yeah. He is shockingly... He'll be great as long as T. Higgins is out. Michael Pittman is frustrating because he's the top guy, but just six catches, 59 yards. He's just not getting yeah, in the end the zone Colts enough. Suck. Yeah, the Colts do suck. The Colts suck. The Colts do suck. Will Fuller, part of a trade that you made. Broke bro- his hand. Broke his finger. IR. Short-term IR. Short-term IR. But, uh, yeah, not what you want to see after you trade for him. I do apologize for that, though. You did trade me an injured player, so, you know, it's kind of cosmic justice that. Yeah. Both teams have an injured player on either side of the trade. Fair enough. I also won the kicker matchup this week. Tyler Bass with 1,600 against Matt Gay's 900. Huge. Um, but Dan's defense got 2,800 Buffalo with a shutout. Massive. Um, and I only got 1,100 with the Colts. So, yeah, tight matchup. Came down to Monday night. Really great effort, Dan. But I, I know you think you're the pickleball truther, but the, the truth shall set you free. And, and the truth rose up this week pickleball is the truth and it's the fastest growing and and i took the w so one and three saved my season from absolute destruction on to next week i will be two and three and i look forward to i look forward to a bright future excluding your team of course would dan's team be your team of choice of the one and three teams yes and it's not particularly close yeah he's got a great team he scored the second most points only behind Kyle. So, uh, yeah, Dan should absolutely not be one in three. He had that brutal loss to Pete where Aaron Jones put up like 4K to beat him on Monday night. Um, tough loss to you this week. And 
So, but yeah, Dan's team is good. Christian McCaffrey's going to come back sooner rather than later, and uh, I still like his team a lot. Jack, what a pleasure it's <coughs> been so far. It's been an absolute joy. I hope I hope you guys are enjoying this hour and we'll say 40, 45 minute podcast by the end of it uh, as much as we are. Yeah. Because it's truly a pleasure. It's an absolute joy and absolute pleasure. We love you guys. Thank you for subscribing to the Patreon. Like, I mean, yeah, I feel a little bad about bringing up the extra donations earlier. That was not meant to say we expect extra donations. I just, I really do appreciate those extra donations, but it's not expected. Um, the, the Patreon monthly fee alone is totally good. Or if you don't, you can't afford the Patreon, totally fine. Enjoy our free content, uh, and feel free to send in to our PO box. We are accepting physical mail, uh, listed on our website. So we just really appreciate it. Tommy getting into week five. I'm really looking forward to this because I was checking out the sheet and it's crazy. We've actually got a lot of disagreements this week about who we think is going to take the W in these upcoming matchups. How do you want to go through it? By most exciting matchup first, like me versus Justin, or you want to go by standings or something like that? It's weird. Well, interesting that you would name yours and Justin's as the most exciting matchup. Because I wouldn't. The say most that. on the line. You know, the most. To your point, it's a very important matchup because guaranteed one of you is going to be one and four. And that is a horrible spot uh, to be in. So you want to talk about desperation? Let's start with the most desperate matchup of the week. It is your matchup versus Justin. The Bustin' Justin versus... Family Podcast. Explicit. Can't say explicit. Yeah. Censored, 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 yeah. censored, censored. Yeah, absolutely disgusting. Um, Tommy. This is going to surprise you, Jack. But I took you this week. I I was surprised. I thought we'd both be on Justin this week. I definitely take Justin to take the W here. Tell me why you take me. Justin has no bench, um, and that's it. No, kidding. <laughs> one reason and one reason only. Uh, uh, you know what's hilarious, Tommy? Yes. Is there some way? Did he do this while we were talking? No, he did this earlier. Because what's hilarious is the two people I said he should drop. Yeah, are the only two that are left on his team. Dungeon and Edwards. So he <laughs> dropped the three guys I thought he should keep. Well, that's not true. You thought he should keep Marlon Mack? Yeah. Well, I mean, I just, I didn't call, not, maybe true. not necessarily, didn't I just nec- didn't, didn't, I didn't call say him, him by name. Yeah. Because you also don't agree with him rostering Ronald Jones. But more maybe, than, maybe more than Robert Tunyon. Yeah. Tunyon and Edwards, I would just, those were immediate drops to me. I had, you know, maybe if I thought about it more, Mack and Jones, but... The thing is with running backs, like there's always that chance of injury. So right, no, you're right. Like it's it's you're absolutely right. There's no reason to have Brian Edwards on your team. The upside of he's like wide receiver five in the Raiders offense. Yeah. Tommy rolled his eyes for the listeners at home who aren't, no, I was who aren't just, watching I was, the YouTube stream. I was list, I was weighing what you said, and you know, wide receiver five is obviously an exaggeration. But if you include Darren Waller. Yeah, he'd still be, he'd be four behind Ruggs, Renfro, and Waller. Yeah. Yeah. But still, to your point, the number four option for the Raiders is not, not something you probably have to roster. Jack, the reason I like your team this week is because I like your matchups, um, 
well, not all of them, but Cortland Sutton and Marvin Jones Jr. both have terrific matchups. I like Zeke's matchup against the Giants. I think the Dallas is going to continue to run the ball like crazy. They've been super, super successful with it. I love Robert Woods in that matchup against Seattle. I think that's going to be, I mean, there's no way Seattle can stop the Rams. And so Russell Wilson is going to have to throw the ball to keep up. Um, and I just think it'll be a high-flying affair. I expect Robert Woods to get into the end zone again. Tyler Boyd is another great play this week. Um, if T. Higgins is not playing, um, he's even a fine play if T. Higgins is playing. Glad Edwards Lair has a tough matchup against Buffalo, but Dawson Knox has a great matchup against Kansas City. Um, and if you do decide to stick with Kirk Cousins, he does have a good matchup against Detroit. So I think I am riding with Captain Kirk. He was great the first three weeks. It was a down week against Cleveland. It was a weird week against Cleveland. They scored a touchdown in the first half of the first quarter and then didn't get any more points the rest of the game. But, Jack, you did pick Justin in this one. Is there a specific reason? Um, I think Justin wins the quarterback matchup here with Patrick Mahomes. I think Justin demolishes me in the kicker matchup. I see Justin Tucker maybe getting 2,000 this week. And then I see, I mean, I really see this matchup coming down to a battle of the wide receivers. I think my running backs, I think I'll have the edge a little bit, but not so much that it'll counterbalance that quarterback edge from Justin. I think it'll be whose wide receivers perform the best. And I think Justin just, I think Corey Davis is going to eat this week against the Falcons. He really good. Like, like buffet style. Yeah, he really could. And then DJ Moore, we just talked about him. I love him against the oh, Eagles. Man. That's an, that he's, like he's looked so good. Yeah. And so Jack. that worries me a little bit. So for that reason, you know, and Cole Beasley in his Sunday night primetime game against the Chiefs, they don't have a particularly great defense. They do like not. they do not, and you can expect Josh Allen's going to have to throw a lot. Yeah. I guess my question is, will he start Brandon Ayuk? I hope he does because Brandon Ayuk sucks. Um, but or will he find a different option in the flex? I guess if his options are Brian Edwards and Robert Tunyon, then sure, start Brandon Ayuk. But that gives I me a little. I still can't believe he's got three open bench chance. spots. Well, when you've got a starting lineup like his, why have a bench? <laughs> That's very true. Very very true. Um, Jack, no thoughts about playing James Conner this week, even though you traded for him, even though he scored four touchdowns in the last two weeks. I absolutely have thoughts about playing James Conner. Yeah, I figured you would. We, did, we, talk, we talked about this a little bit pre-show. What you've done for yourself is just make it really, really difficult for your decisions every week on who to play. Yes, you've absolutely. got You've got like five wide receivers that are in like a similar category of like you can start them, but yeah. is it the right matchup? Yeah, a lot of start-sit decisions, <laughs> which are my specialty, as you all know. So <laughs> it's going to be stressful. All right. Good luck to both of you. Like I said, starting one and four, that is not something you want to do. So good luck. Uh, Jack, from there, let's go to a very boring matchup. Pete versus Louie. And I say it's boring just because both of them are three and one. So there's not a lot riding on this game. Both of them have had relatively uninspiring starts to their season, just total point-wise. Do you, well, I obviously know who you're going to pick, but why don't you tell the audience who you're going with and give me a few reasons why. Yeah, I mean, I'm going with Louie this week. I was really surprised to say to see you take Peter. I know you usually do side with Louie, 
but you must see something I don't see. I just see Jalen Hurts. I mean, that maybe be maybe why you chose Peter because Carolina's got a good defense, and you're worried about Jalen Hurts against that Panthers defense. But I really think that as we've talked about, wait, is sorry, I'm just Devonte Smith is on Louis' bench. That is surprising. Do you think that's something that's gonna? I mean, that affects everything. I mean, we're gonna have <laughs> sure. to. Because I was really banking on that Jalen Hurts to, to Devontae Smith connection. That's the main reason I chose Louie. Wow. Um, yeah, I think I think it's it goes with what you just said about am I worried about his matchup against Carolina? I think he's probably thinking along the same lines of does he want all of that bread in that one basket? I guess when you've got Hollywood Brown going up in a Monday night game against the Colts, you could understand why he's interested in, in playing him there, and you're not going to bench Antonio Brown. Correct. So I get it. but And with Amari Cooper and Stefan Diggs. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Lu- I mean, look, think about what we just... Louis' wide receivers are great. Well, and he just picked up Chenault, so this, you know, it's gotten ugly real quick. If Louis really got, wants but... to go hardcore, he should play Chenault against Pete, who just dropped Chenault. That's true. That would be a that would be a move for status. That would be a big time status move. So yeah. we'll see. Swift will need to bounce back. Um, but yeah, I like Louis' team. And a really, cl- I think this is going to be a super close matchup. I really do. It's going to come down to the wire. So tell me why you chose Pete's team. I do think he's got a good shot at, at getting the quarterback edge. Tom Brady has a super soft matchup against Miami. Now there's always the chance that Tom Brady doesn't need to throw a lot because Miami's that bad, and maybe. They get a few rushing touchdowns or a defensive touchdown, and they're not looking to throw the ball all night or all day. But really easy matchup. Crowder, who he's got in the starting lineup, same reason you like Corey Davis is the same reason I like Jamison Crowder. He got the targets, I think, in a primetime 8.30 in the morning central time. Love a London game. London game. Love a good London game. I think I think Jameson Crowder could show out. Aaron Jones should be great against Cincinnati. I think Daryl Henderson will be great against Seattle. Um, and I'm going to call my shot here, Jack. I think Calvin Ridley has his breakout week against the Jets uh, in London. Calvin Ridley, a lot of people don't know this about him. He vacations to London all the time. He loves London. He spends most of his offseason in London. Um, yeah, it's crazy. I remember being shocked the first time I heard him interviewing. Calvin Ridley! The first time I heard him in a post-game interview. Yeah. And they were like, Calvin, you know, how was the game? You know, how was Matt throwing? Oh, I love Matt! He's always throwing darts, eh? Over the bridge yard. But he went to Alabama. But I guess he just spent so many summers in London. So he just picked up on the accent, uh. yeah. But um, I think, Jack, the big thing, uh, Pete's going to win the running back matchup significantly. I don't like Jonathan Taylor's matchup against Baltimore. I think the Colts are going to have a real rough time in Baltimore on Monday night. And Swift against Minnesota is not as good of a matchup as Henderson uh, versus Seattle. So I give a big edge there. I think the wild card for Pete will be Allen Robinson. And if Allen Robinson can finally get it going... I think I think Pete could take this pretty easily. But I do think 
We'll see. We'll see, dude. I think the big factor here is who they choose for their kickers. Neither of them have a kicker right now on their roster, and I think that decision for both of them will determine win or lose. That's a really good point. <laughs> yeah, it'll come down to the kicker matchup. I completely agree. So we'll check in next week, see how that went down. Jack, let's go to the other boring matchup between two three and one teams who have not performed quite to the level that you would write to the governor about. Both three and one, so you like that. It's me versus dad. I don't have a kicker right now. Dad's projected to beat me. Once I pick up a kicker, he'll still be projected to beat me, but it will be closer. I might be without Joe Mixon. Now TJ Hawkinson is questionable. Curtis Samuel's questionable. Sterling Shepard's questionable. And Trace Claypool is questionable. I'm taking dad this week. Yeah, I saw and, that. I didn't appreciate it. Yeah, and I I, I hate to say that, um, but I want to say one thing. Love the confidence in choosing yourself to win this week. I really do. I think it'll be close, but I think Rondell Moore is going to have a bounce-back game against the Niners. I see him breaking out for a potential 80-yard tutty. I see Justin Jefferson... And Justin Allen doing doing the exact same thing. Josh Allen, but, you know. Your high school friend. That would go over with Scott. Uh, That was just a joke for Scott. Sure. Justin Allen. Oh, you guys went to school with Kyle Allen. Shoot. Okay, well, hey. He still would have gotten it. Ah, no. (laughs) Forget it. Forget it. Uh, Joke didn't land. Comedy. Um, Yeah, and Derrick Henry. I I just think that train's going to keep rolling. I'm worried... I'm worried about C.D. Lamb. He, he needs to have a bounce-back game for you. And honestly, at this point, I just don't want to see production from Jacoby Myers because I traded him away. So he'll definitely have a down week. Um, and Latavius Murray, not something I'm trying to mess around with. Okay. Three things that scared me about Dad's team. Josh Allen, Sunday night. Versus the Chiefs in a game where he will probably have to throw a lot. Yep. Derrick Henry against Jacksonville in a game where he probably will see 30-plus touches against a not-good defense. Let me guess the third thing. Justin Jefferson? No. Oh. I think Justin Jefferson will be good. Well, what's the third thing? New England's defense against Houston, who just got shut out Ooh. by the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. The England defense has the potential for like a weak winning performance. We're, ta- we're talking twenty eight hundred. Only giving up three points, multiple turnovers, a defensive touchdown. What the Bills just what the Bills just got? Yeah, you know, a shutout twenty eight hundred. Yeah. Like, I don't think it'll be a, t- a shutout just because shutouts are pretty rare. But but a shutout like a uh, yeah, close like to a, three like th- close to three thousand. A shutout type fantasy oh, performance. Sure, you absolutely. Sob. Um, Jack, the reason I will win, though... Tell me why. Tony? Josh Allen <laughs> can go off. Derek Henry can go off. Newton can go off. That's fine. You're worried about C.D. Lamb? I am not worried about C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb, going to blow up this week. We're talking 5,000-plus between Dak Prescott and C.D. Lamb. I, I thought week. you were just going to say with C.D. Lamb. <laughs> I was like, that's a bold take. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you got good wide receivers. I think it'll... Yeah, this could be a high-scoring matchup. It could be. And Jack, the elephant in the room, biggest X-factor for me, does Joe Mixon play? If he plays, 
Uh, if he plays, is that he changes healthy? everything. I'm assuming he doesn't play. Not to be pessimistic, but fair enough. I'd be shocked. If he fair plays. enough, and I, I'll, I'll say it right here, right now. If Joe Mixon does not play, and if Sterling Shepard does not play, we are full systems go. Green light, Kadarius Tony. He will be my X factor. He will get two thousand plus points. <laughs> Kadarius Tony, absolutely coming off a nine target performance, six catches for seventy eight yards. That smells like a tutty. That smells like a tutty. Up against Dallas, they're going to be throwing. Dallas isn't going to not score points. Yeah. So I hear you. I hear that. So that's what I'm looking at. I expect Chris Godwin and TJ Hawkinson to bounce back. Not playing Gainwell? Not playing Gainwell. Need to see some more, I, I'm more hope, output. Yeah, I want to see that consistently. Um, and for Latavius Murray, if Tyson Williams is inactive again, I will play Latavius Murray. If it looks like he's going to play throughout the week, I might pivot from that. And if Mixon doesn't play, start P. Ryan instead of Latavius Murray. But we'll see. Should be a good matchup. Hopefully we we, uh, we both put up a lot of points. We've been lacking in the point category. Not to a tremendous amount. We're both middle of the road, but certainly not what you would expect from two, three, middle one teams. Middle of the road, mid, 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 mid. Middle of the road, mid, mid, mid. Mid of the road. Um, Jake, let's move on to No Fox Given versus Destiny's Chubb. We've got a two and two team uh, trying to snap a two game losing streak. We've got a one and three team trying to avoid going the ever so terrible one and four start. Jack, I got to be honest. With all of your talk about a team of Destiny, I was very shocked to see that you had chosen Greg in this matchup. That's fair. That's fair. I went back and forth for a while on this one. Uh, and I, I I do think it's Scott's season of destiny. I just, you know how I am. I'm I'm a matchup hound. And yeah. I, I went in, I scoped in, and I looked, up, I looked at the matchups on this one. And it just, the writing's on the wall. I mean, Lamar Jackson in a primetime game, Monday night. You created a matchup dog pound, didn't you? That yes, absolutely. I get yes, I get into the dog pound. I look at the matchups and I, oh, you know, I bite through those stats. Lamar Jackson is going to ball out against the Colts on Monday night. Yeah, Devonte Adams is going to have a bounce back game. He'll score at least two touchdowns against the Bengals. Yeah, Emmanuel Sanders. We just talked about how Josh Allen's going to go off in that Monday in that Sunday night game against the Chiefs. Who do you think is going to be catching those passes? Stephon Diggs only has so many hands. A.J. Brown, if he's back and healthy, he'll be looking to get a bite of the pie. We, I mean, enough said about his running backs we talked about already. Leonard, my name ain't Ronald Fournette, and Antonio Gibson. Two plug-and-play guys. That matchup against Miami looks really, good. And Jamar really Chase. Good. I mean, I, I really like Greg's team. I really like Greg's team. I take him to win this week. Scott's still going to win the championship. There's no doubt in my mind. Uh... But just, you know, a bump, a bruise on the way to that ship. Scott, things are looking up, no worries. But I take no Fox given in this matchup. It's hard. You you raised a lot of good points. Um, but I still see a lot that I like from Scott's team. Jack, Mike Davis, Mr. Low, Mr. Low Ceiling, he breaks through this week. We were talking about that London Air. Mike Davis. <laughs> That's Australian. It's real bad. And Mike Davis, mate. Oh, Mike Davis. 
Mike Davis. You know Mike Davis? Mike. Oh, I love Mike Davis. I think he gets in the end zone this week. Uh, the Jets' run defense has been really, really bad. Uh, I think Mike Davis scores. Travis Kelsey bounced back game in that Sunday night game. That's I mean, exactly where I was going next. Two tutties. Yeah, for sure. It's, like, it's going to be the Travis Kelsey like, week. I can't bet we're in California, but anyone who can bet legally, put money down on Travis Kelsey, the over for two touchdowns. Whatever. The over for two touchdowns? No, well, no. But I, go to hell. 1.5. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I got you. Um, no, yeah. Expect a big bounce week from Travis Kelsey. I think I'm a little worried about Scott's running back, too, because... Absolutely. Chris Carson might not be healthy. If it is Alex Collins, I'm sure he'll put him in for Chris Carson. But even then, against a pretty stout Rams rough or t- front four, the, uh, the Cardinals did just run all over the Rams. But I think in general they have a good, a decent run defense. Um, but I expect Nick Chubb to bounce back. It's been Kareem Hunt getting the touchdowns the last two weeks. Expect that to change against the Chargers. Uh, Nick Chubb will get 75 yards and two touchdowns in that game against the Chargers. Um and then I think it's going to be a boom week for Tyler Lock, and I, that's the big thing for me, is that in that matchup against the Rams, DK Metcalf probably will be covered by Jalen Ramsey a decent amount. Look for Tyler Lockett out of the slot. They'll run him all over the field. They'll find ways to get him the ball. He'll make some big plays. 2,500-plus for Tyler Lockett. Debo Samuel is going to stay in the flames against the Cardinals. And I think Scott, after two down weeks... Bounces back up into the flames, and you're looking at 14,000-plus from Scott this week, and he takes down Greg relatively easily. I love it. On to the next matchup. We've got Sile versus the Arizona Cardinals. This is going to be a barn burner. Yeah. I see this yeah. being the highest-scoring matchup of the week, and I see this being a heartbreaker for the, 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 the losing team. Yeah, Tommy, I was... Stunned to see your entry into it this week. Tell me who you chose. I, I mean, I can, I can barely even say it. I get why you're saying that because to go against my sister like this is it hurts me. It goes well. I don't want to be hyperbolic. You can say it. No, it goes against everything you've ever stood for. I don't think that's hyperbolic. <laughs> I, I think I think you're spot on with that. Um, They're both two and two, so I get it. I was torn too, but to choose Kyle, I mean, I don't want to speak for you, but I guess I go straight to those wide receivers. Must be must be what's making you salivate because you got to give Anna the running back matchup with Saquon Barkley and Chase Edmonds on that hot streak that we talked about, and Kareem Hunt and her flex. I mean. Is it the wide receivers that are making you juice and ooze? Can I be completely honest? I'm actually now looking. I don't love Kyle's matchups. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean you're now looking? Just kidding. Totally joking. Totally joking. Totally we, joking. Totally joking. We I do like Matt Stafford a ton on Thursday night against Seattle. Seattle's defense has been bad. The Rams' offense has looked good. I expect an easy 2,000-plus for Matt Stafford. Tyreek Hill... While he will regress from what he did last week, I still think you can expect a touchdown from him this week. I expect a high-scoring game between them and the Bills at home at Arrowhead. My biggest reason for picking Anna was that I think Cordero Patterson will come back down to earth this week. 
you see, I was going to... Well, he'll come back down to earth, but I still think you can expect 1,000 to 1,500 points from Cordero Patterson this week. Eckler is in a tough matchup against the Browns, who have been a pretty good defense. However, I think he gets involved enough in the passing game and uh, will have a decent game. Josh Jacobs, I expect a touchdown from him this week against the, against the Bears. And like I talked about with Matt Stafford, I think Tyler Higby is a benefactor for Matt Stafford's good game. Look for Tyler Higby to get back in the end zone against the Seahawks. Jack, my biggest concern for Kyle's team is Terry McLaurin in that matchup against New Orleans, who has had a good defense. And oh, I'm going to expose myself here. No, I got it. Lattimore. McLaurin is going to be going up against Lattimore, who is a terrific corner. And so it's possible that it, it will be a rough game for Terry McLaurin. He is a terrific receiver, super talented. I don't know that I trust Taylor Heineke enough to get him the ball against Lattimore. Yahoo says that Daniel Jones dismantled New Orleans defense. So if Daniel Jones can, maybe Taylor Heineke can. Here's what I'll say. You look at their benches and you got to think that Anna's going to put in George Kittle. Uh, and uh, just one more reason that Anna's going to just score one of the highest scoring weeks of the season so far. I think George Kittle is going to absolutely erupt this week post-trade. He's He really could. You love the targets he's gotten the last two weeks. 11 and 9, 20 targets over the last two weeks. It feels like, and now, I really hope Trey Lance starts this week. I hope Jimmy Garoppolo, and this is, I feel terrible saying this, I hope he's not healthy enough to start. That's terrible. (laughs) So that Trey Lance gets his opportunity. I think there's a lot of question marks if Trey Lance is the quarterback, but I also think the ceiling is higher. He's a better deep ball thrower. I think George Kittle could benefit from Trey Lance if they can build a nice rapport. Hopefully he sees the targets. Hopefully they connect on a deep pass. And hopefully George Kittle breaks out this week for Anna. Jack, are you worried at all about the Murray-Hopkins stack against San Francisco's defense? Not they, one bit. Great. Train keeps rolling 5-0 and Cardinals. I like that, and I think that's probably true. Um, you worried about Brandon Cooks against New England? No. I mean, he did just he did just prove that his floor his floor right. so far is seven twenty in a game where they did not move the ball, did not score any points. Yeah. It can't get worse than what it was against the Bills. Not worried. Cool. Exactly. So I think Kyle will move to three and two. You think Anna will move to three and two. Either way, Jack, these are two of our favorite teams in the in the league right now. Absolutely. I think I think it's fair to say they both look really good. Um and I'm not worried. On to the last matchup. Two teams that I also think look really good. Dan and Drew. Dan, 1-3. and three. Drew is 2-2, two and two, as we've mentioned. Tommy, who are you taking in this last matchup? Uh, we are nearing two hours on the episode, so just want to say thank you to everyone for listening. It's been a lot of fun. We respect you, and we respect your respect of us. <laughs> and that's what we respect. I feel really good about this. Me too. Um, this has been great talking to you. Absolutely. And let's finish it off. Let's finish it off with a bang. Jack, I would never expect you to pick Drew to win. I mean, there is so much bad blood between you and Drew. There has been a feud that's been going on 
it it started way earlier than this year. Um, you both hate each other. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> I didn't know that. Um, you don't respect his team. He in turn doesn't respect your team. Yeah. You don't respect him as a fantasy manager. He hates your guts. Drew got the waiver pickup of the week. of the of the year potentially, and Damian Williams. Uh, you know. Yeah, no, no, no. It's it's if he's it's, a starting running back for five weeks and he performs, that's huge. Um, Drew's going to slot him in at the flex, so that's going to or the RB two. He's to pair that with Alvin Kamara. Uh, he he also could potentially start Julio Jones or Melvin Gordon or Chuba Hubbard. So he's got some options. Yeah, we'll have to we'll see, see what, what the, he does. What the injury report ends up being for all those players. But then he's got his his locked and loaded guys in Thielen, Metcalf, and Williams. So. I like Drew's team as much as I always have. I am hope just to be clear, you know, I'm an analyst, the statistician in me, I'm a man of numbers. I had to go with Drew this week, but I am I will be rooting for Dan's team. I mean, personally, morally, spiritually, I want Dan's team to get a W this week. One and three doesn't deserve it. I hope Dan rises to two and three. But the mathematician in me needs to choose uh Drew in the probability for taking the W. Great analysis, Jack. I think Dan's going to take this one pretty easily. And that that is nothing against Drew's team because I think Drew's team will actually put up a good number of points this week. Dan's team is going to go nuclear. Dan's team is about to explode. Christian McCaffrey, if he returns, oh my God, we're looking at Dan getting the highest scoring week of the year so far. Russell Wilson... Thursday night against the Rams. Like I said, he's going to have to throw a lot to keep up. I expect a great game from Russell Wilson. Cooper Cup's going to get back in the end zone. Keenan Allen's going to have a bounce back week. Kenny Galladay, if he plays and Darius Slayton and Sterling Shepard miss again against Dallas, Kenny Galladay's going to have a big day. Damian Harris against Houston. We just talked about the potential of what New England Patriots are going to do to Houston. Expect a big day from Damian Harris. They will be able to run the ball. As much as they want. Texans are bad, huh? Texans are really bad. And it's really unfortunate because they looked fun with Tyrod Taylor. And now they're just awful with Mills. The great matchups don't stop there. I think James Robinson has an excellent matchup against Tennessee. Hopefully the Jaguars will continue to use him like they did last week. Christian McCaffrey, if if he's able to play, will have a good week against Philadelphia. The only question mark right now, I think... Is Logan Thomas is obviously the biggest one. He's got to find a replacement for him. And then Buffalo in Kansas City, he can't play them, right? Do you just stick with them because they've been so good? It's Kansas no, I mean, City that's in a situation. Kansas City. That's one of the rare situations. Well, no. I think that's one of the rare situations where I would be okay with keeping Buffalo on my bench and picking and streaming a defense and then just for one week. Sure. But I don't think it's... I mean, it's... The other thing is, is like... I don't disagree. Like, I don't disagree with playing Buffalo. Just sticking if they with... Can, if they can create a few turnovers, you know, give you a floor of like... You know, if you can get like 600 to 1,000 points, you'd probably be pretty happy, right? From Buffalo's defense? Yeah. So... Yeah. Well, yeah. it doesn't matter. It won't make the difference. Drew is is is... Just, I mean, the numbers don't lie. He's just going to take the victory. But I will be rooting for Dan, absolutely. Yeah, Dan's going to take him down. They're both going to be 2-3 and three after the week. 
Jack. A lot of fun, a lot of joy. Oh man. my gosh. A lot of fun. Very nice being back here in Cali with you. Finished we, our whiskeys. We sure did. I finished like finished three whiskeys. Finished a couple whiskeys, yeah. yeah. Had a handful. Hope you didn't hear us refilling, but if you did, cheers. Cheers to you. Drink up. We will be back at it in person next week for one final episode in person this season. Well, probably not true. Maybe we'll do an in-person episode over Thanksgiving break. <laughs> anyway, Jack just enjoyed his last sip of his whiskey. Neat. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. I hope that you enjoyed this two hours of content. And uh, we hope you come back next week. Good luck to you all out there. Jack, take us home. Later. Peter, we love you. Louie, we love you. Greg, we love you. Scott, we love you. Kyle, we love you. Dan, we love you. Drew, we love you. Anna, we love you. Justin, we love you. Dad, we love you. Tommy, I love you. Jack, yes? I love you. I love you too. Mind if I cut in? Sure. What What was that order? Because I couldn't follow what you were... My like, spirit? That's it? Yeah. Okay. The wind? Very cool. Because I would have read it in like... Either based on like just going across the matchups or down the standings, just to like for me to not forget anyone. But you would never forget anyone, clearly. Right. You did it perfectly. I can do just, it by memory. Yeah. Is that your problem? You're jealous I have the league memorized? I don't yeah, I don't know half the players in our league. Yeah, I can't no, it's keep hard it straight. to keep track. I was reading off a list. I don't know. The, <laughs> the intern put it in this order. I don't know. I just, all I have is this list, dude. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. We love you guys. Two hours later. Wouldn't want to be anywhere else. Couldn't do it without you. It means the world. We love you. Let's talk fantasy football. Appreciate it, Anna. Thank you. Justin, think about adding some value every now and then. <laughs> Love you guys. Keep going, Mama. Love Bye-bye. you, Mama.